Bonjour, je m'appelle Sandrine. Hola, yo soy Krista. Welcome to Step Into Mondays, the podcast where we bridge theory to practice. The podcast where you get to hear our brains at work. Oh, every time you say that, it just scares me because, you know, my brain can be such a scary place. <laughs> I know right now, like earlier, you said, I don't know if I'm coming or going. And it's like, I kind of feel like that with my classrooms. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's the whole um, electronic thing or what it is, but I have a moment where I feel like that. But um I don't know. I get my energy back when we are recording, and, <laughs> which is good, yeah. I guess. Listeners are like, okay, great, because that started kind of down. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do have to start with two shout outs that we need to put out there. All right. And they're huge, huge, huge shout outs. So do you want to do the first one? You can do it. Okay. So our first one is Linda Markley. Fabulous lady. Um, she was a guest for us a few episodes back talking about um, playing in the classroom. So if you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was fascinating and I could have listened to her a lot longer, although that was the Krista and Linda show. <laughs> <laughs> well, my fault your internet wasn't working well. I know, right? It's just like my internet was like, yeah, there's a storm. We're not going to do this. But um, anyway, we were her guest recently on her podcast that she started. And after that, she reached out to us because she listened to our program on immersion and had some fabulous ideas to share with us. Mm -hmm. So that was that was very welcome. And the other shout out that we have is Madame Carbonneau, whom I don't know personally. I don't know. Do you know her personally? I know her from tw the Twitterverse. I do too. I came across her somehow on Twitter and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not unfollowing you because she's full of IDs. I know, right? And energy. And sometimes I'm like, can you, can you send me a little bit of energy down this way? But... Um, She listened to the same episode and listened and was like, oh, you're wanting to do a treasure hunt. Here, you could do it this way. Oh, you could do this. And had a million fabulous ideas that she shared with us. So that was also extremely, extremely welcome. So thank you, ladies. Yes, you know, it's exciting that they're sharing their ideas, but it's also exciting that they're listening and they like what they hear. So that's always <laughs> nice. Well, you know, we've gained a few new listeners. So if you're a newer listener, welcome. We're glad you found us. It's about time, but we're <laughs> glad you found us. <laughs> um, but we, we've grown as of late. We've, we've got a slew of new listeners, which I'm so happy about. And last time I looked, okay, out of the 50 states plus DC, how many states do you think we have been in? How many states do you think we have been listened to? Oh, I, we did this one time and it was like 37 or 38, right? Last time I looked, we were at 40. Oh, yay. So we've got a few so, more. 
Who are those 10 states? states. Hmm. I know. Like, come on, come on, come on. And I have not looked, actually, I haven't counted since we've gained new listeners. So it's possible we filled in some of those. Okay. Um, Great Britain is falling behind. So come on, British people, y'all need to pick it up. (laughs) You need to start listening again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see where all we've been listened, but, um, we are an international podcast. Yes, absolutely. Very much around the world, but yes, I was very excited, but especially excited. Those ladies reached out to us and, um, it's so exciting when, you know, serendipity puts you with people in various places and then they go, Oh, you've got the podcast. And it's like, yeah. And they go, Oh, I love listening to it. It's like, Oh, thank you. Appreciate hearing that. Exactly. And so we, you know, it, during, during this really stressful time, any kind of positive, anything is just like, woohoo. So you guys can email us at step into Mondays at gmail.com and, you know, fill our bucket and we'll fill your bucket and it'll just be fabulous. Okay, guys. Yep. Or you can DM us at into Mondays in Twitter on Twitter. Uh, So yeah, so let's fill everybody's buckets. Yep, we certainly need it. And today is is one of my favorite uh, topics, really. I think it's super cool. That was a nice segue, too. I didn't even plan it that way. Are we talking about the Twitterverse? Yes, the Twitterverse. And so today's topic is social media in the classroom. Yeah, so... That's kind of a topic. A lot of times when I say, oh, I use social media, people kind of look at me like, oh, you deal with that? Because there is a little bit of that hesitation. Yeah. And I, I do. I use it in my literature classes. And um, what I found when I started doing research with social media in the classroom was very interesting because you have the schools, the programs that use it for communication. So they can get the information to parents or they can have, you know, students communicate a little bit easier with the teachers, but that's not why I use it for what I, yeah, that worked. That sounded weird. Um, I use it more in the pedagogical sense of things so it's not communication is where the students actually do something and then I I don't know if it's cheating but I don't use the actual social media I'm going to put it out there right now um, we we use pretend social media because there's a bunch of templates out there and social well, media is I, so difficult to track well but I think too that it it shows, I mean, if you're, if you want to deal with all of that, but you know, there are a lot of times students are resistant mm-hmm. to having to do social media for a class. Um, you know, way back, <laughs> way back, I used Facebook in my classes because that was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, d- I had some students who were like, I don't do social media or um, I don't want this appearing on my, you know, um, Facebook page or whatever. And so they actually, you know, created a separate identity, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just for Spanish class. And some of them were really annoyed. And I had actually tried to use Twitter in class and I was like, you're going to make us get Twitter. And they were really just really, really resistant. And so I think even if you don't want to use the actual social media, the actual Instagram or whatever, um, 
the templates that are, I mean, there are so many templates that are out there and you get the idea. It still makes it relevant to the students, even if you're not using the actual real one. So it depends on your purpose as well. Yeah, I think the one thing it eliminates, which um, if you're looking for that, then I'm sorry, but it eliminates the communication between students because they, each one is doing their own thing. But I know when I tried to use it, I was trying to use Facebook and I mean, they had to accept me as a friend and I had to friend them as well, or I can't remember. And I couldn't follow half of what was going on. Then you have the um, Facebook who decides, well, you don't need to see this post. So you have to go to the actual account so you can well, see I, everything and it's time consuming and I don't have that time. Well, I created groups. Um, yeah. And so, so that helped with that. But when I really was surprised at the resistance when I was like, because I had gone to a conference and I had seen all this cool stuff that you can do with Twitter and everything. And the kids were like, you're going to make us do a Twitter account. And I was like, okay, I guess mm -hmm. we'll, we won't do that. So we didn't do the actual Twitter account, but there are templates out there. Mm -hmm. And so the yeah. concept was the same. And, and the students actually, the students did start to get into that. And, um, but they really were appreciative that I didn't force them into a Twitter group or whatever. Well, and what helped for me is, especially the first semester I did it, I had students who had no idea what social media was. Right. The, the, this student, I have one particular in mind, was a little bit older and did not do social media. I didn't quite understand social media. Right. So because I'm looking at the content, not the creativity of it, which the creativity is fabulous. I mean, that's what gets me really uh, very well. But the 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 content is what i'm looking for and so her being able to do tweets although it was just a sentence or two and it was on a word document and it ha i had like three or four different things she was able to show me what she had understood and we were good to move on mm -hmm. and then the ones who got into it and as i showed them examples that's where they got a little bit more creative because i think they were inspired by others so that is fun. But um, so why would we want to do social media when we're dealing with literature? Well, you know, I think so many students these days think that literature is not relevant to them anymore. Um, mm -hmm. they're, I, I mean, even my own children are like, Mom, I just don't understand. Why do I have to read this? what is the point of this, you know, kind of thing. And sometimes I do struggle, you know, to, to explain to them, why do they need to read? My son had, they, of course, it's a, you know, it's a typical 10th grade text, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. I mean, they have to read that. Every, I read it in 10th grade. I mean, that has not changed in 30 years, which is kind of telling, isn't it? But we won't go there. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I skipped through it, but then again, I did school in France. So, you yeah, know. But, but, you know, I mean, they haven't changed the reading list in that long. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's think about it a little bit. Okay. Um, but they don't see how it fits into their life. And so, and, and so I think using social media can lend some relevance to what you're doing. You know, what I like about doing social media is um 
Sorry. Thank you for the wine. I want some wine. Can he bring me some? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Ready? Open up. <laughs> I know, man. I'll just have a sip and I'll start back my, on my thought. Well, already. I, should, I feel like I should go get me some now. Well, sorry. You can't. You can only get some if your husband is willing to bring you some. Well. <laughs> okay. So, um, where was I? The, what I like about using social media is that I have the students upload their, their social media entries before they come to class. So then I see what they understand and what they don't understand. So why don't you, why don't you tell them what you did in your class with it? Was it with the Princess de Cleve? Was that the mm -hmm. book? That yeah. was my first semester. So it was 16th and 17th century literature. And I did La Princesse de Cleve. And then I did Julie ou la Nouvelle Héloïse. Can I can just imagine going, being in that class saying, okay, 16th and 17th century, how is this relevant to today? I mean, right. And then La Princesse de Cleve, um, one of um, the comments that I had a lot of times when I was talking about, oh, I think I'm going to do La Princesse de Cleve, I would hear, oh, she's so whiny. She's just such a whiny, whiny person. Just get over it and do whatever. And that was, that was people's reactions. I was like, okay. And as I was reading it, because at that point I had not read it, so I read it over the summer to make up my mind if I was fully reading it. And I was like, okay, I can see why people would think, oh, she's so whiny, but that's the type of writing from 16th century, right? You expand your feelings a lot. And it kind of came because I had heard somebody talking about, I think it's with Shakespeare or whatever she used in English class where she had students do pretend text messages as if they were the characters. And so I had thought that was interesting. And I thought, but I think we can get beyond that. So as I read it, I thought, you know, that whole book is her talking about life at court and what is happening and then talking about her feelings. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what Twitter is? We're putting our stuff out there. Oh, look what I did. And don't necessarily engage, which I feel like Facebook um, calls for more comment, more conversations, but, fa but Twitter, not necessarily, because it's difficult to navigate the conversations. Right. So that's when I decided to put it out there. So I had the students, you know, they had their reading, however many pages before each class. And before each class, they also uploaded their tweets to our LMS, our learning management system. And so I could look at them and I could see, okay, they understood this. They understood that. They understood that. That means I didn't have to spend time in class asking them about those elements because I knew they understood it. So that was pointless. All right. So I was able to bypass a lot of what we see as typical activities that would go with literature. What do we typically do? Fact checks, like, right? What did she do on this day? Who did she see? What was going on? That type of thing. It's boring. Then you have put, I put these events in the right order or in the chronological order. Like, again, it's boring for them. If they get it, they get it. Mm -hmm. right? So I knew 
they know what's going on, they know what's important, so we can move on. So then we could get into those conversations. And that's what I enjoyed because then we were able to talk about, well, what would life at court be like? Because let's face it, none of us know what it is to have a king or to be, you know, in that world where you're there helping the queen get dressed or, you know, wipe the king's butt. <laughs> right. We, we don't know what it's like, thankfully, because I, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, so we're able to talk about that, talk about how the age that she was, you know, that she's 16 years old when she's married. Mm -hmm. right and is it still relevant do you still have girls who are being married at 16 i hope not you do though there are some yeah. states in the u.s where it's legal to get married what is it as early as 12 i don't know i don't think as, i mean i think it's on the books but i don't think it's with parents approval and I yeah. yeah true i mean it is with parents approval but it feels like Fairly recently, I heard of one state that was raising the age and it was still like completely ridiculous. Yeah, well, could be, could be. So, you know, that's a discussion because we don't necessarily think about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that enabled those discussion that, yeah, that was going on, but at the same time, it's still going on. The one of the central problem of that book is virtue because she's married, but after being married, she falls in love with this man. Mm -hmm. He's a bit of a seductor, but then he falls in love with her. She doesn't want to be just another who's being seduced and virtue is very important to her. So what are your guiding principles that you hold close to yourselves that you will follow no matter what, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the social media opened the space so I would have all of those conversations, which was really nice. Yeah. And the other one that I absolutely love was doing it with the La Nouvelle Eloise from Jacques Rousseau, because that one is <laughs> her perceptor and they exchange secret notes. Mm -hmm. Our generation, we remember passing notes in class. Oh, absolutely. They don't have to do that though anymore. But they don't do that anymore. <laughs> It's like, how do you get them to understand that idea of passing a note to somebody and not getting caught yeah. and nobody else reading it and making fun of you too? Um, and that's when I thought, and that's before you could save conversations in Snapchat because now you can save them. But I thought, you know, Snapchat, that's kind of the sneaky way to correspond yeah. with someone. It is. So we put that one and they got so creative. It was just so funny. They'd, they'd have, um, oh, someone took a screenshot of this. Because <laughs> Snapchat tells you everything, right? Yep. Uh, someone shared with whatever. And the difference, it was just amazing what they had with that. And here again, the conversation to them, they were having a hard time understanding why is this young lady from a good society in love with her perceptor and why is she not allowed to marry this man? Yep. It's like social classes. What marriages are still prohibited? What marriages do we have that are not accepted in our societies? Are their societies out of ours? 
mm -hmm. and still have that type of IDs, right? Yeah, right. And I think it's interesting how you were like, okay, well, you know, back in the day, if you were in the court, you know, that was the place to be so you could be seen, right? Mm -hmm. Well, kind of now, I mean, it's so relevant because that's where, that's, that's the whole purpose of social media is to be seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can draw a parallel also to the fact that, you know, human nature really hasn't changed. We all want <laughs> to be glorified, yeah. right? We all want to be the center of attention. We all want to go to court and be seen, or we want to post all this fabulousness on, you know, on social media. So everybody sees us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And it was, it was just fabulous to see them open up and, because we were able to remove those typical questions, then we were able to have those deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And that made it so much more enjoyable for everybody. And the interesting thing, because that was my first semester doing it. So, you know, I was just trying it out and it could have been a big flop or it could have been a big success. And so I talked with the students and one of them told me, he said, you know, at first I wasn't completely sure about this, but then I came to realize by doing this because I was limited as to what I was writing, although they could do as many entries as they wanted. If they wanted to do 20, they could, because it was like, what is important? Mm -hmm. But he said, but because I had to focus on what was important, it made me realize what I really needed to focus on in, the, in that text. And he said, the comparison was before is that before the class, I might have had to do, or even after, a summary of to what happened. And he said, I didn't know what was important, so I just threw everything in the kitchen sink in there. Well, and you know, and I think that's a super important point. I think that so many students have trouble with that. Mm -hmm. um, I see it all the time. Um, I remember, you know, when I teach um, my Spanish for the Professions course, I want them to start reading newspaper articles and so i would have them read a newspaper article and then they had to write a 100 word summary in english of what they had read in spanish and they could not do it they wanted to give me a word for word translation i'm like no what's the main point what's the main idea they could not do it they just expected to you know translate everything and i'm like no 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 and so that's something I think that's very important in social media can help in the classroom. And I think it was fabulous the way you used it because they did all of that before class. So you could see, oh, we totally misunderstood something. <laughs> yes, because with that Nouvelle Eloise, okay, so it's secret in 17th century, but they managed to have sex. Shh, it's a secret. Mm -hmm. it's not spelled out in there it doesn't say we went and did it it doesn't say we spent the night together you have to read between the line and the result of them spending you know the night together and then doing it she gets pregnant mm -hmm. and when her father slaps her because she's asking to marry this man she falls and has a miscarriage but again, it's not said in that many words. So before, you know, and, and I think these two sections were on two different days. So I knew 
that they had not caught on to the fact that they were sleeping together. But I kind of set them up because I didn't tell them. We went on and we talked about some stuff and kind of, and I, and I kind of ignored it and went on. And then I knew they completely missed that she had had a miscarriage. So when it came to that, that's what we started with. And they're like, so when they finally figured it out, they're like, but how? And so then we backtracked and that showed them the importance of reading between the lines. Yeah. Which is something that we don't practice and that is extremely important, particularly if you're dealing with news right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So, and, and I think, oh my gosh, if I had known back then, you know, what I was setting my students up for, that, that whole reading between the lines, you know, what is being said and what is not being said, which is sometimes more important than the words that are actually being said. Um, that's another skill. So that, that was another good time. And it was interesting going with it because they, once they discovered it, they discovered. And I think too, that, like I said, dealing with and seeing what they have misunderstood, you know, before you get to class, that's, that's it's a time saver, right? Mm -hmm. so Absolutely. That, so it allows you, like you said, you can clear those things up fairly quickly in terms of comprehension. And then you have time for those deeper discussions. I think so many times in class, we, we don't have time for those deeper discussions because we're dealing with the comprehension issues. But we can go ahead and, and find out what those are and, you know, not necessarily penalize the students for them. Um, no. You know, because they, they were, it was homework. So, you know, you kind of just credit, no credit deal. Absolutely. And so that you can see what they're, what they're doing. And I think too, when students, you know, we go back and forth about the whole credit, no credit kind of thing. But I think when students realize they're not going to be penalized for making mistakes in their language skills, that you're really looking at their ideas, I think, I think that makes a difference. And I think you get richer, you know, to me and better, um, you know, work, quite frankly, better thoughts. Yes, because they didn't, you know, that was the other element. At first they were very timid with it because they didn't know, oh, is she going to hang us because we misconjugated a verb? Is she going to hang us because this was not fully correct? And all I did was, I looked at it. I was able to understand what they were trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they were doing it in French. I could have told them do it in English. They would have gave, given me good sentences and they could have shown me just as well what they understood, but they put it in the French. And then we were able to see a progression in their language skills because we were using it in class. Mm-hmm in a conversation, which is the best way to build their language skills, right? So when they saw that even because I would share, especially at the beginning, or if they had some that were absolutely fabulous, I was like, okay, I have to share these. And so I would share them and say, see, and some might have been as simple, like I said, as the sentences on Word doc. And I'd say, okay, so that was great because here you made that connection, that was fabulous. And I never mentioned if there were any mistakes which mm -hmm. some of the stronger students would have known it. Mm 
weaker students gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is riddled with mistakes. And I was like, this is great, look at this. And I was very, you know, happy about it. Mm -hmm. And then showed the ones, I was like, okay, now this is a little bit more creative, but if it's not your jam, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm looking at is the content. So that's when they became, you know, I had more entries, they gave me more. Mm-hmm. And like I said, their language skills get better over time because we were using it in the classroom. So that definitely opened it up. And then they knew maybe all I saw was three things that were important. And maybe Jane over there, she saw five things that were important. But it's okay because I was able to point some. And some are going to be more important to us than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was the nice thing. One thing I love. <laughs> And I've been reusing it. And last semester we read um, Count of Monte Cristo. And one of my, and some of my students, they like to use um, contemporary celebrities and associate them with the people. Mm-hmm. And so the whole La Nouvelle Eloise, some of them thought, oh, it's like Taylor Swift and well, she was Justin Bieber at one point. It seems like there was Justin Bieber in there. So they were associating them together because to them, they could relate it to that. One of them this last uh, year when we did Conte Monte Cristo, after reading the description to her, it was Benedict Cumberbatch. And <laughs> I looked at it and I had to tell her in class, I said, this was the best association that could have ever been made. I'm like, now I hope they make a new version and they cast him in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So it is interesting to see the connections that they made because at that point, what did that show me? And it was not verbal, but it showed me. She read the description Mm -hmm. of Dante's Edmond Dantes and looked at it, looked at the description and in her mind, that is who she pictured. And it matches Mm -hmm. dark curly hair. I mean, he's got that very slim physique, but all of that, you know, it matched. So she showed me that, Hey, I understand what he looks like. Yeah. And I think, you know, You've done this mostly in your literature classes, and I know a lot of our listeners may not necessarily teach literature, but I know we all teach reading. We all give them texts to mm-hmm. read, and I know in AP especially, um, they do a lot of that. So you can, you can use the social media aspect um, in your classroom, and if you don't want to, like we said, if you don't want to um, you know, deal with the actual Twitter verse for all of that, you can use the template to check listening comprehension. I think that's, that's fabulous. Um, you, you have can, used it as well in your classes, haven't you? Right. And you can, yeah, I, 101. I have used it in 101. I, we actually used Instagram. And so we were reading a comprehensible input novel. Um, Agente Secretos uh, by Mira, oh, oh, Mira Cañon, I think. I'll have to double check. And so um, they had a few options that they could do, one of which was to make Instagram posts for the characters. So this was a group project that they worked on throughout the whole semester. They could either make like a trailer for a video 
uh, for a, a trailer, a video trailer, I'll get it right in a minute, for like a movie, if they're going to make a movie out of the book, they could write an, a different ending. And I had about two or three groups that wrote different endings. They didn't like the ending to the book. Oh, nice. um, but, then, but then I had several um, groups who did the Instagram posts. So they created, you know, an Instagram for each character and basically they they made you know posts every week now this is 101 so you know it was very simple it would be like you know mario está en el parque in barcelona i mean super simple but it's 101 novice level so that's fabulous and the um, text and is simple anyway because it is a text for novice exactly. learners right exactly and so, so you're you not going to get anything hard Right. So they would put him at, you know, the, a particular park or they would put them at this restaurant. And at one point they go to, um, you know, the, to Pamplona, to the running of the bulls. And so they, they, you know, and the kids, some of them are really good. So they had created this persona of, you know, who is Mario and they dressed up or, you know, like the other characters and they took pictures of themselves and then they could just, you know, Photoshop that picture into mm -hmm you know, the running of the bulls picture that they found online. I mean, some of them were very creative and, and, you know, it was, again, it was like a comprehension check. Okay. They got, this is where they were. This is what they were doing. It was teaching them a little bit of culture and it was a lot of fun because, you know, they posted these things to the discussion board. And so um, the students, the other students in the class could look at the Instagram post and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and if they wrote a new ending to, to the book, the students would have access to that as well. And, and there were some really interesting, interesting um, debates about, I don't like the ending to the, I don't like your ending either. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty funny. but yeah, so you can actually, you absolutely can do that to, to, um, in, in a 101 class. I think it, it really worked well. And I think, you know, some of the students were surprised. Mm -hmm. that um that i would allow you know social media really we can do instagram they're like ooh, mm -hmm. and and that's what gets them excited and when i was doing research <clears throat> excuse me research about it on social media in the classroom was the actual use for pedagogy what i found was that students really enjoy classes that use what they are familiar with mm -hmm. it you know if it makes it relevant to them then they find an interest otherwise they find it boring right that was one of um and, and there's still not as much research as we would like on the use of social media in classroom and mm. although when i was researching you know typical formative assessments in literature or even summative assessments, it was hard to find any kind of articles, any kind of research on it. There is not as much as you would think. We have plenty for lower levels, but once you get into that topic, it's just like, whoa, where, where is the research here? Mm -hmm. So no, that's, that is the, the very nice element. And then course so you mentioned instagram i use twitter and snapchat there are other things you can do of course maybe not with high schoolers although i don't know you can use tinder mm -hmm. and they have to describe who they are that works on the description skills mm -hmm. 
Um, of course, Facebook can be used similarly to Instagram, although Instagram lends itself a lot better to picture and narrative. Well, and I want to tell you, I mean, it, my students tell me Facebook is for old people. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> they tell me Facebook is for old people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can have them. They all love memes. They're all into memes. Yes. I actually do have my students um, create, uh, create memes um, when we talk about question words, uh, because most of the time you'll, you know, there is some type of question on there or some kind of exclamation where you're using question words. And so we look at a lot of memes and then I actually have them create memes. And some of them are excellent. I mean, you know, the, um, the, the picture of Kermit, you've got Kermit and then you've got the dark Kermit, you know, mm-hmm. with the, okay. So this guy used that picture and he put, you know, Google translate on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so nice. I was like, that is fabulous. Um, so yes, yeah, some of them are super, super creative. Mm-hmm. And if they really are, I save them all. And then I will actually send them out. Like I use remind and, you know, for a ha ha way this, I'll send them out on remind texting app. Just, just for a little fun. Yeah, no, it's good. And they like to see other people's work too, because they always want to see what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So if they're putting it on the LMS, unless it goes in conversation boards, they don't get to see it. So it's always right. nice for them to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I've been wanting to do and I just have not gotten around to it yet is to use probably Spotify because that's what everybody uses nowadays um, or iTunes because Pandora, nobody uses Pandora anymore. Um, But to have them create a playlist for the character of the book. Oh, that would be a fun one. Yeah, definitely. A playlist for, yes, for a character. That that would be super cool. Um, and, you know, I think that um, a lot, you, you can use, like I said, Facebook, most of the kids are like, no, 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 no. But, yeah, you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter. You know, TikTok is pretty fab now, too. Everybody's mm-hmm. all about TikTok. You could actually have them do a TikTok video. Like, what do you think the character in the book would make a video about, you know? Um, I'm thinking about adding that um, as a choice for um, the Agente Secretos. You know, what kind of TikTok video would... (laughs) Yeah, I think it'd be fun for them to be able to include on there. Like, um, you know, for um, Monte Cristo, that would be kind of fun, them having a TikTok video about Mm -hmm. it. Because those are short, too. So they get to do it. And it gives them that opportunity if they've considered doing an account or they've just had a few things but haven't really had the chops to fully put it out there. Mm-hmm. It gives them the chance to be creative but in a safe way because you're the only one who's going to see it. Right. Right. Which is nice for them. And I think that's what I like about the social media too, because let's face it, when we're in our classrooms, if we're checking for that information, that comprehension, what do we have? We have the same three students who raise their hands and answer all the questions. And it's like, okay, Timmy, I am sick of hearing your voice. Just be quiet and let Joe talk over here. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all right, Donald, just let it go. <laughs> so it, it's nice because with this project, you have students that are very quiet, but very creative, very bright, who are able to show you exactly what they have. So it gives them all that opportunity to show it. Yes, yes, I think, and I think that's important. And, you know, again, some kids get really into it and some don't. I have a student in my online 102 class and we always have them do a presentational video at the end of each chapter. They just talk about, you know, how it, it's relevant to them. Um, you know, like if we talk about food, then they're going to talk about their favorite foods and cooking or, you know, just whatever. It's like a minute, mm -hmm. minute and a half. And I told them, I said, you know, you can spice up your videos. You can do it on TikTok or you can do it on Snapchat and use the filters. And I've even sent them some videos that I made on Snapchat. And so I have one girl who absolutely loves Snapchat and she makes the funniest videos. I look forward to her videos. Um, it's entertaining and she's really gotten into it. And I think, you know, she's, she's told me that she really likes to, to do the videos and she does the voice changer and everything. And I think it just gives her some more confidence mm -hmm. um, in herself rather than staring at a computer screen. And, and I'm all for whatever will get the students excited about it. So if she wants to make all her videos using that, you know, the country video, you know, with the wide mouth, I can filter. I'm like, that's great. I, you know, whatever. I'm just excited that you're wanting to, to make these videos for me. So, and think of the lasting learnings from that, right? 10 years down from now, they're going to be able to say, Oh yeah, I had that Spanish class with Dr. Chambliss and it was our very first semester. And we read that book and mm -hmm. you know, I remember, yeah, it was about that kid who did that and who went there. And I remember it because, we got to do a video or we did Instagram entries and that was so entertaining. And you know what? 10 years from now, they might be even telling their kids or even 15 years, right? Oh yeah. And we did Instagram and they'll be like, Instagram, that is so old, dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of MySpace. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, I was watching because that is, it's funny. And that's, you know, part of the problem with social media technology is changing all the time. I was watching this show the other day. I can't even remember what it was. And they said something about, well, I looked at their MySpace page and I was like, oh my gosh, MySpace. And so and my daughter's like, what is that? I was like, <laughs> it's pre-Facebook, honey. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, technology gets old, but my textbook, it talks about communication and it has them recognize each section of a newspaper. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. And I thought, oh yeah, that's very important that they would know the sections of the newspaper. <laughs> I know. Well, and you know what, though? I mean, textbooks, it, technology goes and comes so fast. Even some of the more recent textbooks, they'll have mm -hmm. like an MP3 player, you yeah. know, and it's like, wow, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, okay, time to update things. The yeah. computer is still a desktop. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, okay, you got to step it up a little bit. Yeah. I put it. Yeah, I think there are so many ways to use social media um, 
in the classroom, but I think, and you know, I think that people have been using blogs for a long time, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that's good for writing, um, you know, sometimes, and I think, I don't know, I think sometimes the blogs might make it um, more relevant to the students, especially if you're going to be putting your blog out there, mm -hmm. you know, on, on the web, um, because you have a real authentic audience. Yes. And, and because there is such, um, but you know, you know, I think it's interesting too. I'm totally going off my point. I'll have to think, but, um, there are a lot of people who don't want to put their students work out there because of the errors. That's true. That's true. And I'm like, Oh, that's it. You know, but you can, you can put the blog out there and say, this is a blog, you know, by such and such level students. And, you know, preface it that way and just kind of try to embrace that because I think you can get so much value from it. We actually, it was very funny. I had a, a class on Hispanic culture and they had to build a website um, as their final project on that particular country. And then we actually published them. And, you know, there's a section on a lot of, a lot of them about um, where you can leave comments. And there were people from those countries who were commenting going, wow, this is really pretty. And you know, blah, 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 this. And some of them were like, hey, you know, you really ought to include this because this is really a highlight of our, our culture as well. And, you know, and so it started a dialogue awesome. with native speakers. And so you can't be afraid to, you know, put it out there just because, you know, there might be an error. I'm sorry, but there are people who, websites made by native, you know, English speakers. And I look at it go and looking at the errors and just, mm -hmm. oh. and, and especially when they know it's students. Right. And some of them will say, Hey, I know you're a student learning and um, this is how we say blah, blah, blah in our particular country. I mean, and no one was ugly about that's the thing. Native speakers are always so gracious with students going, hey, I know you're learning. Let me tell you how it's done just so you don't make that mistake again. Right. I mean, and I thought it was fabulous. And so I think that if you I mean, you could put that blog out there if you're writing about, you know, a particular topic and you might get an expert to interact with you, you know. Yes, you might. And that is, um, you know, something this semester with my, it's a survey of lit class and because, and we have a short episode on it where you and I talked about it. Um, but I had my students create a podcast yes. and half of my class has actually gone to anchor and one other one is using another platform, but out of 10 students, I have five who are actually out there for other people to see it so i've been sharing it and going look my students are doing hey guys listen to my students right and it's my students they have mistakes pronunciation is not great in some cases um and i, I shared all of their introductory because i had them do one episode where they introduce themselves mm -hmm. that way anybody who listened is very well aware this is a student project right so they know what they're in for, not listening and go, oh, what, you know, who is doing that? That's kind of, you know, so that way they know they're prepared. 
And then I've shared not all of them, but I have shared several of the first episode that they did. And then next week is round two coming up. So I'm excited to see. And I told them, I'm looking at the progression. I'm not giving a grade on each every single one of them. Mm-hmm. It's the progression and the added bonus for them. They get to add that to their resume or to their CV. Mm-hmm. They can say, I started a podcast. Yeah which sets them aside. And I've shared, and one of my students, because I asked them, I said, well, have you looked how many, how many listens you have? And one said, I have like 40. And I was like, whoa. And she said, I think my mom shared it. <laughs> That's okay. And I said, that is fabulous. So I built it up, right? The ones who are just at their fourth semester, They're like, okay, we're just going to do the recording. We're going to send them directly to you. And that's all that's happening. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. If that's what they want, the ones who are willing to take more risks, like go for it. And I will, I will project it into the space, into the world. And who knows what will come out of that. Right. You know know what's really super about that? Just like, well, my mom, I think shared it. When I, when I did the Facebook groups, one time I had forgot to put, on the privacy settings for a particular class, I forgot to say group only. Mm -hmm. So it would share it to their pages. And so I was like, oh no. So I went and apologized to the class. I'm like, I'm so sorry. All the kids were like, are you kidding? Our parents saw that and thought it was really awesome. She's like, my grandma said it was awesome. And she ran around showing everybody how I could just write so much Spanish. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of a good thing because it's like okay this is what my money is going for they're really mm-hmm. doing something that's relevant and they right it. and and it's real world stuff right because we all go to either facebook or instagram or twitter or snapchat or you know all of the above and using all of those media the students use them. It's really real world to them. It puts them together. And like we said, you can do it with literature. It's a good way for you to check comprehension. So it's Mm -hmm. a fabulous formative assessment. You can also use it, you know, with the novice, like you said, with some kind of literature, or you can have them you know, Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter, they're making those short sentences as a novice that talks about their daily things or that describes something, right? right? It's making a point. Intermediate, then they can exchange messages maybe with other people. Advanced, they're doing the blogs, they're doing the podcasts. It's not your typical social media, but I think it falls into that part as well. well. And I think that you can actually, you can actually you know, kind of set the stage, if you will. So perhaps you have them listen to a podcast in your beginner mm-hmm. class, um, you know, for, and there are some podcasts out there specifically for, you know, um, learners. And so they can listen to the podcast in those first couple of classes. And that practices listening comprehension. It shows them the format and, you know, what it actually truly is before you get into the production of one. I mean, you've got to listen to some podcasts so you know what the heck it is you're expected to do, right? Right. But let's not give all of that away because we'll have an episode later on about <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, I think, I think it can be, you know, for, um, for all levels. It doesn't, ha- it's mm-hmm. not tied to just one level. Really, right. any of these. 
any of those. We can use them at any level. Today, we talked mainly in relation to literature because it calls to a little bit of higher level, although you're using literature in 101, which I would love to do that one day. Um, so we can do it across levels. We've linked it to literature because to me, it's one of the topics that is the hardest to teach. And I love literature. I'm a lit major, right? But when it comes to teaching, I struggle with it mm-hmm. a lot because everything I learned was language centered. Nothing was literature centered. You know, as a grad student teaching assistant, did I teach literature classes? No. Those were reserved for the professors, right? So we don't get to have that experience. So then we're kind of like uh, floundering a little bit and there's not that necessarily that much research with it. Well, and I think too, I mean, I just think back to my experiences with my master's degree and what were the lit classes? We read the book and we came in and the professor told us what to think about it. (laughs) Yes. See, I frustrate my students because I'm asking them questions. Today we were looking at a poem and um, I had read the poem, although I will admit uh, I skimmed through the poem and I was like, okay, yeah, it's talking about the topic that I want. It's great. I'll have them read it. And then today, so I was asking them questions and I started looking at it. It was like, okay, it's got a little bit more than I thought. And then they went to breakout groups and started talking about it. And one group was like, we don't understand it. So I stopped and I was like, oh, well, look at this. What is this telling you? Why is this word important? You know, and we broke it down. And so we had one understanding of it. And they're like, I'm like, okay, figure out the rest on your own. They're like, okay, great. Thank you. I moved on to the next group and asked them a question. And one gave me the complete opposite answer. And I started going, no, no, no. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh. She's right too. There are, there is more than one way to look at that text. And so they thought it was so funny because I said, you know, I am so glad you said that because in my mind, that's what I was looking at, Mm -hmm. but you could be right. And there is nowhere to settle that unless maybe you can find the author on Twitter and you can ask him. That's true. Or her or them, because I don't know that author. I think it's a he, but, um, according to the topic of the poem, maybe not. But um, so it was very interesting because yes, I'm asking them the questions and sometimes they see something that I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I frustrate them to no end because they say, well, is that right? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't write the text. Yeah. I don't know what the author really was intending. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, lots of food for thought. And if you use social media in your classrooms for whatever purpose, share with us. Let us know how do you use it and what do your students think about it? What have they told you about it? Yes, we would love to hear you. (laughs) So is it time now for the aha moment? It is time for the aha moment. Are you ready? Well, maybe. It's been a it's been a hard week. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a hard two weeks. My daughter was sick and now my son and my grandson. I'm like, oh it's not the virus though. But still. Thank goodness. Yeah. I know, but it's still wears you down. It wears you down. So that's kind of actually 
what my aha moment was is that sometimes just a little kindness will go a long way, right? When you're mm-hmm. feeling so. And so yesterday I shared with you, a student of mine, a former student emailed me. So just, lovely. Just, I know, right? He just wanted to check in. He just wanted to see how I was doing and bless his heart. He said, I thought about you during the pandemic because you're such a social person. I figured it must be hard on you. <laughs> so right. You know, the way he started, I thought, okay, he's going to ask her for a reference letter because he's talking about going to grad to medical school, right? Mm-hmm. Having his sight on that and finishing and whatever. And I thought that's what he's aiming for. And then he just kept going and had, yes, that was like, you know, it was, I spent, what was it, 10 weeks without talking mm-hmm. to anyone? And that was hard. And I thought about you and I thought, oh, and then, yes, he was just checking on you. I know, right? And he was like, he said, it, it, the thing he, it, that cracked me up to, he goes, you're my favorite college professor and I'm a senior, so I've had a lot of professors. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was great. And he and, said, yeah, he tells everybody I'm his Spanish mom. I know. I love that. And, you know, and I know him because I've seen him, I've interacted with him, although he's a fully, he's fully Spanish st- student, right? He never mm-hmm. did anything French. But I've crossed paths with him. Yeah. And so I could just see him as I was reading it. (laughs) I know, right? It was just, it was the best thing. It was such the pick-me-up that I needed after, you know, a hard week. And I thought, just one little kindness. I mean, how long did it take him to, to, you know, it doesn't take that long to send an email to say, hey, I'm checking Mm -hmm. on you. And I thought, that's so lovely. And I thought, you know, I need to do that more. And so I actually... Um, I texted a couple of people that I haven't talked to in a while. I thought, you know, I need to check in on them just to see how they're yeah. going. I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed and so just, oh, I've got to get this and this and this. And it's, I, I'm the worst with my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, sometimes you have to step back and check on other people. Just one little email and it just like, it has made my week. <laughs> I'll, be, and- I'll be good all week long. You know, the nice ripple effect of that is you shared with me and you said, look what I just got. And it made me happy because I knew it was making you happy. And it was such a sweet, sweet note. Mm-hmm. So that kindness goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It does. Cause he was just aiming it at you. Yeah. Cause he probably didn't think you were going to share, but you read it, it made you happy. So you shared it with other people. And in turn, it makes us happy as well to see that beauty and just kind of carries on. So yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was- Yeah, so was- my aha is just one little kindness a day. It doesn't take that long to check on somebody. Mm-hmm, but that's okay. That's funny, we're in the inspirational because mine is a bit of an inspirational too. And mine came haha from Twitter. <laughs> irony for you the irony right there but um yesterday morning i was feeding my daughter's cat because she's out of town right now and um i follow a lot of podcasters and that one is two dope teachers two t-o-o dope teachers and they're they're pretty dope and somebody's funny because somebody had retweeted them and they were you know i quoted them so they were retweeting that but what the quote says you're one day stronger one day smarter, one day tougher, one day more prepared. 
If we make the road by walking, we forge a path for others. The road we are making is a little more established today than it was yesterday. We got this. Yeah, that's true. And I read it and you're, you know, like you said, you know, reading those little things yesterday morning. And I thought that is true. You know, we're, we're, especially right now, we're in difficult path because we all have our own road that we have to forge with our own challenges and completely unprecedented, it unprecedented. And I had to have one that I couldn't spit out. No, but you said it right. Okay. It, it sounded wrong. No, you said it right. Oh, okay. That sounded completely wrong in my head. But we're in those times and it's like, you know, how many times have we said we're building the plane as we're flying it? Mm-hmm. But as we're moving forward, we're, we're making that path and then it'll be easier for others to follow. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was lovely. And, you know, and even if you think you're, you're in this by yourself or whatnot, you're still forging a path for somebody else. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's important to keep in mind because there are so many people out there. I see them just posting about, I can't keep doing this. How, you know, how hard it is right now for the teacher because we're expected to do online and hybrid and, you know, remote or face-to-face or any combination of the above, you know, and, 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 and the administration doesn't really seem to understand how long it takes to prepare mm-hmm. something for online. I mean, it is a lot of work and the teachers are just so overwhelmed. And then they're told, well, you need to work, work, watch out for their socio-emotional needs and you've got to do this and that. And it's like, who's looking out for the teacher's needs, you know? So it's, right. it's tough right now. And, and I think, so everybody needs a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of, um, a little bit of encouragement. So, yeah. And it's okay. Even if we have one of those little teeny tiny trail that just have one step of footsteps, it's still some kind of a trail. Exactly. exactly. And so, you know, maybe find someone else who's started establishing that trail, or maybe you are the person who's establishing that trail, but you know, we're, we're getting there. We're making it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's taking us longer, but that's okay. It's the journey. Exactly. Exactly. And look, the little things add up. Mm-hmm. The little things add up and then look for those moments. Like you just mentioned, those mo- moments of kindness. Mm-hmm. And I've started meditating again, which I had not done in a while. And honestly, it is making a world of difference in my outlook of everything yeah you have to stop and just take some time and one of the things that uh, i it was really interesting uh, you know and i know everybody has different beliefs but um i had i did a kind of an, a mock opi interview yesterday with someone from uh, the birmingham community she's applying for a fulbright mm-hmm. and she needed she's like i just need intermediate level and she she did fairly well with that. And at the end, she said, you know, I've tried so many people and I was really despairing of, tr- of finding anybody who could evaluate my language skills. And she said, you know, I was just praying, Lord, 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 please help me find somebody. And I said, that's so funny because I 
had been praying, please let me be a blessing to somebody. And I know, right? And then there, there it was. And she said, Oh my gosh, I've got chills. That's so cool. Because I, you have been such a blessing to me to get this done because I really, her project is phenomenal um, that she wants to do and I hope she gets it. But, you know, she just kept running into roadblock after roadblock trying to find somebody who could evaluate her language skills. And so it was just, yeah, it was really super cool. So I think, yeah, you have to find some time for yourself and take that time, whether it's meditation, prayer, you know, whatever it is and just, Mm -hmm. you know, chill for a little while well you know like if we get back to the plane what's when we still could travel i know some people are traveling right now and good luck to you but um i'm not getting on the plane for a while but um you know one of the first thing they tell you right if the oxygen mask falls what do you do put it on yourself Mm -hmm. then put it on others and we do have to remember that but one step at a time so the first step is that Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So if any of you guys have any inspiration or, you know, aha moments you would like to share with us, you know, our, our email step into Mondays at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at into Mondays. Yep. We're there. We are standing by, not really, but, um, and then who knows, maybe you'll get a shout out. Maybe so. Wouldn't that be cool? Get a shout out from us. Mm. So, um, in other last news, before we wrap this up, we are scheduled, we've talked about it in the last episode, to record with none other than Bill Van Patten. I'm like a schoolgirl, like, I'm like ah! <laughs> uh, So, and we're going to sp- more specifically talk about error correction and input, because they go together. We gave him the choice and he said, but they go together. Why separate them? So we're not. <laughs> because we're listening to the expert. So if you have some questions for him, something you'd like for him to discuss, uh, uh, you know, something maybe you've read that he said on the topic that um, you want to um, share and ask, send us a message. We will gladly share with him. And also every once in a while, and I need to put that on the website somewhere, um, you can leave us live messages for the podcast. And every once in a while, I share that link on Twitter and I'm going to be sharing it a lot more. So if you want to even give us your lovely voices with the questions, you can do that. That would be awesome. Yep. So that's it. So, Alandi. Hasta lunes. Hasta lunes.